Hello, and welcome to the 28th episode of Downtime Podcast featuring Jeremy and Alisa. Alisa, how are you this evening? I'm doing fine. Um, I feel relaxed and chilled and ready to talk on this podcast, especially because um, I've been sleeping a lot this entire day. Yeah, no, you, you definitely deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing well. It's... Uh, it's a Tuesday night, and I am in my pajamas, just sitting here, yeah, ready to talk it, about video games. Which, by the way, the weather dropped significantly within the past few days. Yeah, if you're in the Bay Area and you're listening to this, then you probably knew that two weeks ago it was like 70, like a nice warm 70, and now it's like super, super cold. Almost and, 50, and it, I think. And it, Yeah, and it makes It's going to rain mad. tomorrow, I think. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's going to rain tomorrow. But I don't think it's going to rain significantly the entire day. It's just kind of that light rain um, mm-hmm. on and off for a little bit. And then I think it's going like it's gonna really pick up in December. It'll get there. I mean, this is that time of the year when the Bay Area starts to get colder and rainier. Yeah. The East Coast yeah. gets snow and we get rain. I know, which is about time, too, because it came, I think, three weeks late of a fire, and it just came three months late yeah, in general. We needed that. So, I'm sure those people that were, like, I'm sure that night on October 8th, it was, people were like, where's the rain? And unfortunately, there was no rain. It was only wind and heat. Wow. If you, It's already been one month since the Napa fire, the Sonoma, Santa Rosa Nepa Yeah, man, a month seems like yesterday. <laughs> it really does because of all the stuff we've done at work. <laughs> all the stuff we've done at work and all the games that we've been playing or the game that we've been playing. <laughs> I know. By the way, this is our first podcast as no longer co-workers. Yeah, we are friends. Still, <laughs> We're still friends. <laughs> Real friends. Real friends. How many of us? Not many yes. of us. Um, yeah, so Paris Games Week. Let's talk about that. Oh, wow. So I wasn't expecting a lot of, I mean, there were going to be announcements for Paris Games Week. I just didn't expect to see a lot of things that really interested me. Yeah, same here, actually. The one that really caught my eye was the teaser, was the showcase teaser for Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Yep. By Sucker Punch. It's the first uh first IP since Infamous and the first time the first time they're showing a game since Second Son 2. So I think it's been three years. That studio was definitely dying for some content or just a new IP. And I'm finally glad to see that they got a new game out or they're teasing it a new game. So good. <laughs> yeah. I um uh... so so, uh, Alisa and I are, like, huge fans of the Yakuza series, as you guys know. So, an open world game in Japan is just beautiful to us. Anything open world in another country is just great. Because, of course, we have Grand Theft Auto. And, of course, there's other games like The Saboteur, which is an open world game by Pandemic that's set in Paris. But, I don't know. Next generation open world games are far and few. And we finally get a breath of fresh air with Ghost of Tsushima. Which is set in twelve seventy four or twelve seventy seven? Feudal era Japan. Yeah, so you get to be a samurai and run around in an open world, which is one of my personal dreams, if I do say so myself. 
It is my personal dream too. If we had a time <laughs> machine available, that would be, if once we perfect the quantum physics of time travel, definitely would like to see that era. You know what you could also do? You could just go to Osaka, Japan, go to Osaka Castle, find a little dress-up studio, and dress up in like cheap samurai outfits and then walk around. Oh, like that picture you took <laughs> last yeah, year? Yeah, when, when I was dabbing. You could do that if you want. I really could. <laughs> well, um, was this feudal era? Because uh, I visited Nagoya Castle last year. And yeah, in the summer. Yeah. And... Ish. Toyotomi, like those people, are that was that feudal era. Toyotomi, dude, I don't even know history yeah. of, of of Nagoya Castle. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all good. I don't remember either, but I want to say that is feudal. Anyways, this game looks yeah. super legit. Yeah, you you play as a samurai, right? You're Japanese. You're not like Neo, where you're like a white dude. Nah, it, okay. so it seems like. So what I got from the storyline is that you're in, on Tsushima and you're just part of a small town and you're a training samurai and at some point the Mongol Empire invades Tsushima and you're, oh, yes. and you're being threatened by, I guess, the Mongol leader and then it shows cool transformation cutscene awesomeness. Yep. But the one thing that I didn't get, obviously they're not going to reveal all the cards right now, is is the sam- is your main character a ghost? Hence the title, Ghost of Tsushima. Or is it more of a, well, your entire town is dead. Like, your energy to fight the Mongols and whatever is fueled by all the ghosts of people there. Or did you actually die as well during the invasion and you're a ghost who's taking down the Mong? I don't know. Obviously, they didn't reveal that, but that interested me. You know, that's a great speculation, but I I don't think so. Simply because during the transition of the... Well, first of all, if if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Ghost of Tsushima and watch the announcement trailer because it is cinematic as fuck. It's so good. It's It's so so beautiful. Like... I know that's just pre-rendered graphics for the trailer and just whatever cutscenes. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, maybe it's actual gameplay, but damn, it's so beautiful. Like honestly, I've never seen Field Japan so beautifully rendered before. Yeah. Honestly, Sucker Punch does a really good job with their games. Infamous looks really good too, especially Second Son, which was re- which was released on launch for PS4, also looks great. So I have no doubt that Obviously, it's a cinematic scene, but it will look really good. Yeah, no, I I agree. And yeah, um, back to your point about him being a ghost or whatever. I don't think he's a ghost simply because in, during the transformation scene at the end of the uh, the announcement trailer, mm-hmm. he went from like in the fire, like smoky area, to like standing in a, in like a, a graveyard or not, well, yeah, a graveyard with like a mask and a ninja outfit. I yeah. think he's the ghost because it's called just ghost of Tsushima. So it's referring to one person. Yeah. And I think you're a ninja. And the whole point of the game is to also like play it stealthy and you kill okay. people just like a ghost would or not. Well, well, ghosts don't kill people, but you, you basically kill people and then you, you quote unquote haunt them. They live to tell the tale. Oh, so what you're saying is you think the ghost is a completely different person that we haven't even 
seen in this trailer. No, no, no. I think the ghost is him, but that's what oh, okay. he's known as. He's known as the ghost of Tsushima because he's oh, the okay. only survivor. And yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a ninja now. So he goes around and kills people. And basically, oh, quote, I get what you them. mean. That's, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, got it. Like, that's yeah. his name is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But he's not title. actually dead. Exactly, yeah. He's not okay, actually okay. dead. He's a real Got human. It. I want to believe it because that will make it more realistic. Yeah. Um, I was actually reading some like background about this game, and um, Sucker Punch has been very, very like cautious about the time period and about the setting and um yeah about the about the the events that happened because the mongols taking over or the mongols invading japan is something that a lot of japanese people are not sensitive about they just they're very they're aware about it so of course if you want to do it you have to do it right since sucker punch isn't a japanese studio so obviously they it's like making the dragon ball movie you know like honestly i feel like japan should have made it even though it was a it was a shitty movie even though it could have been a shitty movie uh, in Japan, I feel like Japan should have just made that movie instead of letting the U.S. make it. But I think this is the opposite of that case because it looks like a love letter to that to that era in a way. Definitely. And um, I- no matter how realistic or how fictional this this game is trying to be in regards to the actual historical event, the Sucker Punch Studios did say outright that they're going to be very respectful of the events that were portrayed because you know it wasn't a very nice time in Japan. Yeah, that's really good that they that they address that. Uh, I saw, an, I'm not sure if this was part of that same video, but I think I saw a different video too about how they wanted to not uh, not just with the history, but also accurately kind of like obviously we don't really know what feudal era Japan looked like because it was in 1200s and cameras didn't exist yet. But we only have like paintings and writings about what it would look like. Yeah. Exactly. They and structures to port- that still existed, which is kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to portray that as accurately as they could. Yeah. I want to... So so really random, I feel like a good example of this is Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV show. Because mm-hmm. although the show was produced by an American studio, Nickelodeon, they took a lot of influences from Asian culture in asian entertainment like for example they got a lot of their inspiration from the miyazaki films and cowboy bebop right right and fully Cooly. and on top of that each of the four nations is based off of some sort of group right no that's good i mean you also you always want to be wary of the the content that you're making as, as same thing goes for film like you want to be well versed in what you're making before you make it otherwise you're just gonna look like an idiot if you're trying to make something and it's it's like it's not it's not it's not like accurately like yeah portrayed um by the way the island of tsushima is actually is a real place like this isn't like yeah made up and the they're saying that i think the entire island will be the map but it's a huge island so it's it's oh not, my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so you should look up look up Tsushima Island on Google, and you'll see how big it is. It's actually pretty big. Uh, so the game will take entirely take place there, I believe, is what this article is saying. Uh, and it'll be a huge island filled with different places, towns, and people. So that's kind of cool. It's like I want, damn, I wonder how long it took them to make that map because it looks really detailed according to the trailer. That's a huge island. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so hopefully that whole thing will be you know, part of the game. Oh, that would be awesome. As a reference point, this island is off of 
West Japan, so closer to Korea. Yeah, between uh, Busan and Fukuoka. So that's that's kind of cool. Oh. I mean, yeah, that game. I, when you told me about it this morning, I was really because I I didn't actually I missed that bit of news from Paris Games Week. So there was a lot uh, of shit that came out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. Paris Games Week just took a dump, and all his games came out. I didn't expect. <laughs> a lot of things to be discussed or released for the first time and some things i just i even found out days after paris games week so yeah yeah i'm so excited for it it's like i don't normally say this type of shit for something that just got released but like reddit that reddit bot remind me in two years (laughs) yeah yeah i have a (laughs) I'm gonna is make it, my. I'm gonna make the claim that this is gonna be a hella good game. Is there a release date for it yet, or no? Um, there's no release date for it yet, but they have. Um, the developers said they have been working on it for the past three years since 2014, which means that this is what they've been working on after Second Son was released. And Damn. I remember. And during E3 this year, Sucker Punch said they weren't going to attend the conference. But they made a statement that they were working on something, which ended up being this. So I'm assuming that it's going to either come out in 2018 or 2019. Okay, I'm. Um, I'm. That's fine with me. I mean, I still got my. Yeah. I still got my it's yakuza. Definitely, <laughs> it's not gonna come out at the beginning of the year, from what I can see for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it'll either come out end of 2018, which is usually when a lot of blockbuster games like to release anyways, or it will become right. or it will come out beginning of 2019 is what I'm predicting. But yeah. yes, I'm making the claim. This game's going to be good. <laughs> Mark my words. I believe oh, you. God, yeah. I hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I might. I don't really buy a lot of games on day one, but. This game I might buy on day one. I know. <laughs> you sound so excited. I am excited, but this is also coming from someone who likes Infamous too. I right, like- right. No, you have all the things in the world to love this game. You yeah, have all the reasons. I like Infamous. I like Sly Cooper. I think this is gonna be a good game. Yes. Oh God, Sly Cooper is so cool. Sly Sly Cooper is awesome. I know. Which, by the way, I'm gonna talk about that later in this podcast. Yeah, I saw your picture on Instagram. You held, you have the PS3 like trilogy copy of it. But yeah, we'll talk about yeah, it later. I have... Talk about it later. It's yes, fine. we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, Paris Games Week still. So, uh, Last of Us, Last of Us Two teaser. Oh my God, that tree, that I was about to say treaser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing. Taylor treaser. There yeah. were a. L- <laughs> there were a lot of really exciting things from this conference. What the for hell? For real? Yeah, for real. But- like. Damn, E3 is not the show anymore, you know? <laughs> it's not. It's this one. <laughs> yeah. This one, I feel like, blew everything out of the water in terms of releases for me. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And The Last of Us 2 teaser was crazy. Not to mention it was a lot more violent than I was expecting it to. It was pretty scary, it's it was like harrowing in a way like there was it, it was really tense it was like a tense teaser trailer yeah and just to but kind I, of clarify I liked it. it oh i liked it too it introduces a lot of the characters that are going to be in this series aside from joel and ellie and a lot of them are female or the two that they focused on the most were female 
and one was Asian. Oh yeah, yeah. Weren't there two or was it just one? Yeah, there were two actually. I I yeah. rewatched the trailer and I realized, oh, there's also an Asian guy, I think. Just to clarify, they're part of a cult, right? That's what I kind of got from watching it. Yeah. I think they're a cult. Okay. It feels that way. It certainly feels that way. It was very sinister. I think that's the word I'm going to use. Sinister. Yeah, no, it it definitely had that feel, but um at the same time uh I felt like the trailer did a good job of portraying the tone of the entire game. Not that the tone is any different. It's just not race it's not just racially diverse, but I think um uh, gameplay-wise and story-wise it'll be a lot more diverse cuz you will probably play as Yara, right? The the Asian girl. Yeah, I'm assuming Wow, you know what would be cool is if you can switch care because The Last of Us, oftentimes in Naughty Dog games, you don't really switch characters, and in The Last of Us, there you can play as both Joel and Ellie. So it would be really cool if you had a bunch of characters introduced for the second game, and you could switch between them and hear their stories and what they narrate, uh, which makes I feel like a zombie apocalypse more realistic. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, and they're using, what are they, what are they called again? Infected? Are they infected in Last of Us? What are the yes. names? Of the, okay, yeah. I just remember clickers, but that's like the species That's a of, type of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's a type of infected. Right. Okay, yeah. Because I, I saw them, were they running towards the camera at the end of the trailer? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm excited for this game overall. Should be cool. Definitely. I own the first one. I bought it with my PS4 when I first got a PS4, so it only makes sense that I get the second one too. And I love this game. I was it was pitched to yes, me as a very cinematic good. game. So when I played the first like thirty seconds of the game, I was like, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> like, even just like <laughs> the beginning when you're just um, the daughter and you're walking around the house, I was like, "Oh man, this is so cool." <laughs> oh man, that's. And then I beat all so the Uncharted bad. games in like three days. That's great. I feel this is one of the few stealth games aside from Metal Gear Solid that I really that through all the pain and suffering that it caused me I still really enjoyed it because this stealth which I played on hard I don't know why I played on hard I was being stubborn because I started with hard and it was fucking hard but then I was like fuck it I'm just gonna deal with it that's crazy yeah, but which I slightly no, yeah, I don't regret it. Could you? <laughs> it's because I usually play Uncharted, um, on hard. Like, remember how we talked about four and how even normal was hard for some reason? Yes, yes. Well, like I didn't understand why they made it so difficult. Probably gonna play this on easy, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, normal was pretty difficult for me in my first playthrough. Like, there were some sections yeah. I just kept dying over and over again, and it wasn't even clickers that were killing yeah, me. Yeah, it was humans. I was yeah. like, "What is this? This is ridiculous." It's so frustrating. Yeah, but it was a fun game nonetheless. A lot of it was very cinematic. A lot of beautiful scenes. A lot of very like it was. It was scripted well. It was voice acted well. It was just an overall good game. But there are some people that don't like it that I've actually heard comments about, so I won't go into that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there today. <laughs> no, not, maybe another day. <laughs> Comment if you want that, and I guess I'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk I, about it. Yeah. Really random, Jeremy. Did you play the DLC for this game, the one that came out on Valentine's Day? Oh, shoot. I just realized, because you 
because you bought this when you had your p when you you played this when you bought your PS4. Yeah, it came and, with the PS4. And this game came out. And I got my PS4 in 2014, 15. Okay. And the DLC. Actually, that made, that makes sense. The DLC. So there's a DLC for The Last of Us that came out about a year or two later. And it's just about, it's an Ellie prequel. I was wondering if you you played that. Uh, What's it called? Maybe I did. Oh. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, God. What is it called? I got to look this up Left real Behind? Quick. Is it Left Behind? Uh, yes, it's called Left Behind. Yes, I did play it. I yes, paid I did play it. for this? Sorry. <laughs> Wait, I, I remember it, it came free with my game. I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait, there's a there was a price attached to this? Did I actually pay for this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Did it come free with your with yours? Because I remember oh, playing Oh, you know what? This. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I, I, I've made sense of the situation. I played The Last of Us on PlayStation 3. There you go. Ah, so, okay. so I had the original version, which doesn't have this DLC. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Which apparently was fifteen dollars. What the hell? <laughs> Did you pay fifteen? I guess I paid fifteen dollars. I I guess I don't even. <laughs> what the? Heck? It came free with mine, so I I didn't pay anything. <laughs> but I do remember this DLC because it uh, there's a lot of positive reactions from uh the character development so i think that yeah. was cool it brought it brought a different perspective so but if you guys haven't seen and the trailer or the new teaser for the last of us 2 got to go watch it it's crazy good yeah and it also looks beautiful too yeah if you're listening watch watch a bunch of trailers especially specifically ghost of, ghost of tsushima and last of us part 2 and yes. you'll be happy <laughs> Exactly. Um, there weren't a lot of other stuff that really struck me from Paris Games Week, other than the two that we just mentioned. There's one more thing that struck me, and it was a Final Fantasy 15 DLC, and it appears that they're rounding out all of the all of the main gang to make sure that they have their own DLC sub story. So, the one with the glasses, if you've seen. Um, a poster of Final Fantasy 15. So the one with the tall one with the glasses, his name's Ignis. So he's gonna have his DLC coming out soon as well. And and what is that? So one of the four best friends. So Noctis is the main character. So obviously, just playing the game in general is what you see out of that. And then you can download uh, stories for Gladio- uh, Gladius, Gladiolus. Oh god, I already forgot his name. And then Prompto. And then mm-hmm. there's one more character left, which is Ignis. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to play that because for, sorry, for 13, the storyline was confusing and long. And for 15, the storyline was confusing and short <laughs> because, oh, yeah. because they wanted to accommodate a new audience. But because right. of that, there's just a lot of backstory that I wish they covered. So this these stories just cover b- more backstory, Good. which I'm excited okay. for. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I mean, aside from that goddamn VR fishing game, <laughs> I don't I think that's all we're going to get for now for Final Fantasy 15. And then um I'm not, this didn't necessarily resonate with me, but there's going to be a Horizon Zero Dawn DLC and my first thought seeing that was, "Oh yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn exists. I forgot." <laughs> <laughs> 
I I want to play it, but it, I don't know if I should buy it yet because it's still pretty expensive, and I'm trying to wait. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I want to play it eventually too. I think. Oh, you know what? This game came out at the exact same time as the Legend of Zelda, and oh yeah, the Legend of Zelda got more publicity because that was the launch of the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. And but not to say that Horizon Zero Dawn was not popular. It's still it was still super popular. But I forgot that game existed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will play it eventually. Yeah. I don't even know what it's about, to be honest. Yeah, I just robot dinosaurs in a human world. I I'll play it eventually. So uh one thing I wanna mention before we move on is that um uh, there is a, a DLC reveal, some some DLC reveal from for Resident Evil Seven, and one of them is called Not a, One of them is not a, called Not a Hero, and he stars Chris Chris Redfield. Finally, after uh, absence, <laughs> we finally get Chris Redfield back in Resident Evil, and it's like it's very the tone is different from the actual game because it's more action based, and you're Chris Redfield, and you have to go and find one of the last remaining family members from the original game. Not original game, but Resident yeah. Evil 7. And then you have to go and f- find them and kill them. And it's more tactical, if anything, because you have, like, more guns. Okay. And you, you have, you're you obviously a soldier as opposed to just a dude in the first game. Yeah. So, yeah, it looked interesting. So, um, it, it, it definitely sounds more action-based. Yeah, yeah. We'll see where that goes. Because this is one of many DLCs that came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see if it'll do well. I mean, I still haven't beaten the actual game yet, so I'm still trying to to finish that. <laughs> For sure. It says yeah. it's going to be released in December, so right. you'll have nothing to worry about right now. Oh, and it's free. That's yeah. nice. See, so. I like when people do that and not charge me $15. For Good DLC. guy Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> For now. It does look cool. I'm looking at its images because i didn't really look much into it but it looks really right. cool yeah it no, does, it looks it... awesome i'm gonna need to sit down with someone and play the rest of the game because that game scares me <laughs> yeah didn't you say you're playing it with jordan or jo- you're playing it with someone i was playing with shogo oh there you go i was like <laughs> you you were actually playing it with and he we were <laughs> switching off and he got scared <laughs> and i got scared and we're like we're gonna turn it off <laughs> it's uh, great Oh god! Yeah, it was awesome. Scary uh, games. Scary games. I like. I hate them and I love them. I like the thrill of them, but I hate them so hard. <laughs> I feel you, dude. Let's play Ducky Ducky Literature Club. Yes, we will play that. <laughs> I want to play. play. That. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We're gonna play it together in the same room. Okay. Cool. And experience the magic together. Sounds good. I mean, if we play, if we play Doki Doki before the year ends who knows this might be one of our game of the year <laughs> right yeah we could we could play it we could play it when we go to after we go to berkeley or something okay cool sounds good yeah we'll have donovan with us so yes. he can experience the magic too <laughs> oh it's perfect because we were all in the room when we found yeah. out about this <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> at the end of the day it's like oh that was a great trip to berkeley guys so want to do something crazy <laughs> play that game <laughs> Oh, gotcha. I feel like this is yeah. This is this is this is a plan now. This is gonna happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's all I have to say about Paris Games. Me Week. too. I don't yep. really. Yeah, I don't really care about anything else. 
Yeah. Um, um, basically, go ahead, go ahead. all you, uh, the the last thing the last thing you gotta know is they introduce a lot of co op games, which you know it's not really something. They're gonna be fun, but nothing that we really have to go into. What are you playing right now? I guess I could start with what I'm kind of playing right now. Uh, is Mafia Mafia Three? It's an older game. Last year, yeah. I, I always I pick up. I always pick up. I always talk about games that came out the year before because I'm a cheap skate. There's nothing wrong kind of. with that. You gotta be. Yeah. You gotta save that money. Yeah, for real though. Even though we have jobs, listen. Every, even though we have jobs, we still have to save money. Yeah. You know? Life ain't got- life ain't cheap. Life is not cheap, especially cheap. in the Bay Area. It's not cheap at all. Yeah, it's so expensive over here. Shoot. I know. But tell me how it is, because it looks really cool. So I played Mafia 2, and I beat Mafia 2. And I, was about to, to, I was about to say, I've only watched Mafia 2. I haven't seen anything about the first one. Yeah, I I know the first game is just called Mafia, and I was like, oh, yeah. original title. But um, <laughs> So to give some perspective... At the uh, your character at the end of Mafia One, like sorry to spoil this game for you, but this game came out in like two thousand four or. Oh earlier. yeah! Oh yeah! You can um, totally go into it. Your I forgot the character's name. Generic Mafia guy. Let's say his name. Your name is Joey, okay, or Tony. All right, and sounds mafia like. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the game, in the first game, you 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 you're an old man. It fast forwards to when you're an old man, and then you you're watering your grass, and then two guys pull up and kill you. And that's the end of the game. Is that you? You're dead. You. I mean, so it's kind of like a, it's an unconventional, uh, it's it's, it's unconventional in the sense that it plays out like a movie because but, you know, yeah, you you you're a character that dies at the very end, kind of like the last Godfather movie where yeah, Vito, where uh, Michael Corleone dies at the very end of the movie. I was about to say, but it is conventional in the sense that this sounds very mafia like. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the whole point was them um, like blowing off like loose ends or like killing yeah. someone who's connected to something in the past or whatever. So the fast forward to mafia two, you play as Vito Scaletta and now you're the very beginning of the game is sets you in Italy. You're Italian American and you're fighting in Italy. And then you're, you're fighting the Germans in Italy, which is kind of interesting because it's, it's supposed to be a mafia game, but in the very first part of the game, <laughs> you're, you're fighting in world war two, which is kind of cool. So it's like 1944 1945. And then you return home and I forgot what you do some kind of crime. You I forget what you steal something and then the cops come and put you in jail and then you get out in the fifties. So you're you're a little bit older and, and at this at the towards the f- first third of the game and, and your best friend I forget his name he's a chubby dude. You, you're all, you're both in the mafia at this point. Uh, well he he recruits you let's put it this way and you start doing jobs for some underbosses in the mafia and then uh, one of your jobs is you have to pull pull a hit on a guy and you're like okay so then you're. Your your friend tells you like yeah we're gonna go across town and uh we have to pull a hit on this dude and then you get into this you get into your car and you drive and you drive by this neighborhood right and there's an old man watering his grass and you pull up next to him and then you you kill him and that yes. old man is the old man from the very first game kind of cool right oh that's yeah, how so it all they, connect okay yeah, they tie they tie it together so it's kind of cool that wow. they went back and they. They re like they re-rendered that scene, but in like HD graphics, and they made it in the the second game's engine, and they and they made it a, a part of the storyline of the second game. So I thought that was kind of cool. It was That's a nice awesome. touch. Yeah, yeah. So one of your first missions is to kill the protagonist of the first game, and you wouldn't know this unless you played the first game or you knew the history of the Mafia series. But for me, like I had to go back and read about it after I did that mission. I was like, oh crap! Like that's kind of cool that you you 
kill the protagonist of the first game in the second game. It's like Back to the Future Part Two in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So you the entire game is about you, uh, trying to raise like go up in the ranks of being in the mafia. You you're you start as like a little pawn, like a low pawn, and then you go you raise the you rise up in the ranks of the mafia, eventually becoming your own boss. Um. I don't want to spoil the ending because I think it's very, it was very good. It was a kind of touching, but, but you didn't die. Let's put it this way. Vito Scalata doesn't die at the end of the game. So <laughs> it, it was kind of open-ended and I finished the game back in th- 2011 or 12, 12 or 13. I forget, but I finished the game back then and I really wanted more. Like I, I went and watched like Goodfellas right after the movie ended. I was like, oh, I got to watch something mafia related because it's so awesome. So, uh, by the end of the second game, uh, I think in 2014, Hangar 13, which is actually a local Bay Area video game studio, announced that uh, Mafia 3 is coming out. And I thought that was really cool. Hangar 13 is in Novato, and the publisher was 2K as well. So they're both in Novato. Yeah, I think it's Mafia. pretty cool that the studio that made that game that that was their first game by the way mafia 3 is their first game for hangar 13 hangar 13 mhm i didn't know that hmm yeah and it's the only game that's listed on their uh wikipedia page i i don't know what else they're working on and it's the only game they talk about on their website too so i don't know what else they're doing for uh hopefully cuz 3 is pretty good so far i haven't beaten it yet um so what's that I, plot about so yeah, so to give you a gist of it, because I'm actually still in the beginning of the game. Um, so the game starts as you're this guy named Lincoln Clay, and you just get out of the war, Vietnam War, by the way. So it's 1968, and you get out of the Vietnam War, okay. and you are part of the black mob. Well, at least you're adopted, so your family is your adopted family is part of the black mob, and mm-hmm. uh, you're. Adopted brother comes up and he pulls you, he goes to the train station and picks you up and he's like, Hey, how's it going? And you guys get into, into Lincoln Clay's car, which is like this Mustang looking kind of car. Uh, they can't use actual cars because I guess the license is too expensive. So they just made up cars as you, yeah. you know, just like the GTA stuff. So yeah. they get in the car and they drive around and then you're supposed to do a bunch of like missions and like hits and you're supposed to kill a bunch of people um, because they're like threatening your family. It's not about like, it's not mob versus mob at this point. It's more like, the Haitians in the game are defending your family. Or I'm sorry, okay. defending. No, they're not defending. They're attacking your family and you owe them money for a stupid reason. And then Lincoln Clay's like, I can, I'm tired of this shit. So then he goes out and he kills all the all the Haitians that are threatening his family. And so then he comes back and then his brother-in-law's like, oh, I have a job for you. Oh, no, his brother-in-law. His adopted brother's like, oh, I have a job for you. Let's uh, We're going to rob a bank and we're going to need some help. So then you recruit a couple of guys uh and then um, you meet the guy who's who asked you to do this, and his name is uh, Sal Marcano, and he's a mafia boss. He's like the biggest mafia boss in all of uh, New Bordeaux, and New Bordeaux is like Louisiana, or like New Orleans kind of area. So the cities in both uh, um, Mafia Two and Mafia Three are made up, but they're based on real places. So the city in Mafia Two is based on New York City and Chicago, I think. It's called. Empire Bay, and the city in Mafia Three is called New Bordeaux, and it's based off of New Orleans, oh, in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, and so your first meeting with Sal Marcano, he's talking to an older gentleman, and then he turns around and he's like, "Oh, hey, Clay, Lincoln Clay, this is uh, Vito Scaletta." I was like, "Oh my God, Vito Scaletta!" Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So just to clarify, Mafia, you don't necessarily have to play all of them, but they have some sort of, like, not necessarily like a relation to each other that really affects the storyline, but it's more like a nod. Yeah, yeah, like there are characters and events that they mention, but they don't yeah. they're not they're not important to the overall story because each story okay. is st- uh, self-contained. Got which it. Which is kind of cool. Um th- that they do that. So um yeah, so then you meet Vito Scaletta and then he's like really grumpy and you're like, well and then you ask Sam O'Connor like why is he so grumpy? And then Sam O'Connor's like, "Ah, fuck that guy." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he's like, "I hate that guy." I'm like, "Oh my god, I love Vito. Vito's so cool." You know, in my mind as the player, you're like, "Oh my god, Vito, I had such a history with Vito. Why would you hate that guy?" Um <laughs> uh then you find out later on that Sam O'Connor is actually screwing uh Vito and that Vito's getting the short end of the stick. So that's kind of interesting. Oh, um okay. so that's where I've gotten so far. Uh, Vito sides with Lincoln, which is which is pretty cool because you're all trying to take down Sal Marcano. Basically, yeah. Sal Marcano kills your family after you steal the money. So you steal all the money from the bank. It's like $2 million. And you, you give a million dollars to Sal Marcano because that's his cut. And then he goes and he betrays all of you. He kills your entire family except for you. Actually, you're, he shoots you in the head. Well, his associate shoots you in the head, but then you live, which is kind of crazy. So oh, there's, wow. There's like, there's how, like this big scar on the right side of, uh, there's like this big giant scar on the right side of Lincoln Clay's head. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, so far it's a really good story and I'm liking it a lot better than another open world game that I will not mention. Does it rhyme with must laws tree? <laughs> I thought you were going to say must claws trace or something. <laughs> But yeah, so Sal Marcano and his associate Georgie, which is actually a guy that you meet in towards the beginning of the game, uh, they come to collect their cut from the bank oh, heist. Oh crap! Yeah. And then they um, they turn and they kill everyone. They kill all your family except for you. And then they shoot you in the head. And there's a big scar on on the right side of uh, Lincoln Clay's head now because that's where Georgie shot you. So your friend betrayed you just over money, which is crazy. Okay. Typical mafia story, you know. Yeah. So. After that point, it's all about Lincoln Clay getting revenge. So the best way he can get revenge is to kill all of his associates or take them under his wing and make them, you know, work for him instead of working for Sal Marcano anymore. Okay. So it's it's an unconventional mafia story because you're not part of the mafia. You are your own mafia in a way. Like you're both a black mob and the and the mafia. You're not part of the Italian mob. No, 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 no. You work with Vito Scaletta, who's part of the Italian mob. Yeah. But like you just said, you work with them. You don't work. You are not you are not them, basically is what I'm trying to say. Say that again. You are not them. You're not the yeah. mafia. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Especially it's... yeah, especially because I played the second one. Or not I didn't play the second one, but I watched the entire second one. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that storyline too. Yeah, the second one's great. It's it's a very classic mafia tale because it takes place in that, that era, like the forties mm-hmm. and fifties, where you know, gangsters were like walking the streets with Tommy guns and all that stuff. Like it's like a glorified version of, of being a mafia. And which is, is the whole point of playing the game too, you know? By the way, at some point, did you say that there was Haitian crime? Like you're talking about Haitian, like Haiti. They're in the game. They're a gang and they gang up on everyone else and they extort people for money. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a great game so far. I love it. The graphics are beautiful. The music is period accurate. It's kind of cool because there's articles 
there's like magazines, like actual magazines that the developers scanned into the game. And, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and so there's articles like about the Beatles, and there's like a Hot Rod magazine, and then there's there's also like surprisingly they have a bunch of Playboy magazines scanned into the game. I'm like, <laughs> wow. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. It's it's like the going to the the the, the <laughs> videos the video store in Yakuza Zero and watching all the girls on the TV, something like that. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh hey, why like why do all these open world games feature like women like this? Like why? Well, because. Yeah. Oh, the main target is men. That's true. That's sexist. Why are they making... Why? Uh, it's mostly men that play this game? I see how it is. I see uh, how it is. Sigh. I'm a man, so I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. Is it accurate? Is it generally accurate to what New Orleans actually looks like? So, the overall architecture of the, of architecture of the buildings, the grittiness of the city... Like the French ward, for example, actually looks like the actual French ward in Louisiana, like with the buildings okay. and that and the color, the same color style and the same architecture style. It's pretty cool. I, I think the layout is very similar to the actual New Orleans, but of course they had to take some creative liberties and make it so that's at least Makes a sense. little different, you know? So because it's Makes all sense. it's all fictional. It's all fictional. Yeah. So it's kinda cool. Maybe I maybe I'll play it at some point. Yeah. Um I don't want to spoil anything because I think it's a great game. And I yeah. think you should play. I think you should finish. Or did you finish watching the second game? Happen? Oh, I I completely finished watching the second game. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, uh, that that happens. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. So then yeah. So then since you finish watching the second game, then you'll you'll kind of you're kind of prepared for the the third game then because that third game is pretty sweet. Cool. I'll actually yeah. I'll I'll plan to play this at some point next year then. Yeah, definitely check it out. I bought it at a used game shop in my hometown for twenty. Oh yeah, bucks. you said that last podcast. Yeah, yeah. I only bought it for twenty bucks, so I, it's a good. It's a good deal so far. I'm getting a lot of hours into the game. Nice. Um, and I I do need to buy come come this Black Friday. I'm probably gonna stock up on PS4 games like Sonic Mania that I still promised that one listener that I would play it, and I still haven't played it yet. <sighs> I'll play. Gotta it. wait for the holidays. Yeah, so. that's true. It all it will all come together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, what have you been playing, Elisa? Um, so, I have been playing The Fractured But Whole, continue on, continuing on with that, and I've been playing Sly Cooper 3, Honor Among Thieves. Nice. Yeah, and I guess, uh, I'll talk about Sly Cooper first, since I haven't talked about that before. Um, This past weekend, I didn't have my PS4, I let someone borrow it, so... I had my PS3 on me and I was kind of craving something to play. And that's when I realized that um, there's this one Secret Santa back in college and my friend Kevin actually got me the Sly Cooper trilogy, the ones that came out in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was the first time I ever played Sly Cooper, which, by the way, is a really great platformer. I really, I really like that game a lot. And... I played the first two, and when I encountered that game again last weekend, I realized, huh, I did not play three yet. So I'm gonna play that one and finish the series. And I'm about so so with that storyline, um, uh, it starts off with Cooper and the gang trying mm-hmm. to get Cooper's inheritance on this island. And yeah. they're trying to get access to this vault, which is there's this there's this doctor 
named Dr. M and he's in charge of the island. And of course, you know, he's not, he's not just going to let Cooper get it, even though it's his, even though it's his inheritance. And then what happens is, uh, a monster grabs, uh, Sly Cooper and is about to eat him. And then it leads to kind of like his entire life flashes before him. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it starts the game and, the game it plays from a flashback. Uh, the game plays from a flashback perspective, where it's Cooper and the gang preparing for this heist to get his inheritance. So the storyline are the events leading up to that moment that happened in the intro of the game. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So and then you have to travel to a lot of different places just to get new people so so you're enlisting people to join your team Hmm. and obviously you have to defeat some bosses along the way and you still have bentley and murray which yeah did you play sly cooper before i played the games but i didn't beat them if that makes any sense okay for sure yeah so you're just getting everyone back on your team and i i'm currently in australia right now yeah so that's where i'm at right now um, man, it's been a while. It's been, it's been a minute since I've played the Sly Cooper series, but I forgot how fun it, that series is, which by the way, is also by Sucker Punch. So nice. shout, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. shout out to Suck- Sucker Punch, which is crazy when you think about it because they went from Sly Cooper to Infamous. <laughs> right, right. And that's a pretty big jump. I know. It's like an incredible, huge jump. And Sly Cooper is, well, Sly Cooper is really great. It is. It's a great game, and I think they actually made some sort of remake of Sly Cooper for PlayStation Four, but I've never played it yet. And, uh, but I don't know if, like, I don't know if it's like a completely new game, or if they did they just did a HD remaster of like the previous one. Uh, I'm looking it up now because I actually want to play that game on PS Four. I just yeah. want, I want to play the entire series on PS4. It's probably on the store. Um I would... to download or to stream. Oh, I don't I don't know. So the the thing that you got is it all all the games? There's four, right? There's four Sly games. There's four Sly games, but I have the first 3 on this PS3. The Sly collection, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they don't re-release on a PS4. Like everything's being re-released on PS4. I know. So why why it, don't they? It's probably gonna come out soon. I mean, the Sly Cooper movie just came out recently, so I don't. Oh, there's doubt. a movie. Wait, really? <laughs> I swear. It, wait, wait. Am I? Crap. I might be confusing this with Ratchet and Clank. Wait. Abort. abort. I think. <laughs> I don't think I'm right. <laughs> I think Ratchet and Clank definitely came out, but it was poorly received at the box yeah, office. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't think. Yeah, it didn't come out, but there's a TV series coming out. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, no release date though. It's, they For announced sure. it in this year actually. Oh, so it's real. It's new. But I want to play the games. <laughs> I want to play the games. I want to play on a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> it'll the struggle's probably, real. The struggle is real, but it'll probably come out because a Sly Cooper is pretty popular. But I want it now. <laughs> 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 
No, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying the games again. Is this the first time or second time you're playing? I forgot what you this, said. So I've played the first two. This is the first time I'm playing the third one. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, Which, by the way, there's four games and this third one, it's closing everything up. It's like closing. It was the original end to the series. So I don't actually know what the fourth one is about or what that one covers. Because... I think it's called Thieves in Time. Okay. And it's not by Sucker Punch. I think it's by another studio. Oh, that explains it because everything's wrapping up in this game. Right. Uh, Thieves in Time is developed by Sanzaru Games. I've never heard of that before. Never heard of them either. Okay. But, um, yeah, the game already came out. So I don't know okay. if it's a prequel, sequel. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to look into it because I'm actually going to play all four of the games. I don't know. For why sure. did they? I don't know why they made it. I don't know. I'm not sure why another developer made this game. Me neither. There's a really great video by Did You Know Gaming. Do you know Did You Know Gaming on YouTube? Yes, I do. They do. They cover the Sly series, and I think I forgot. I watched it a while ago, but they cover why this fourth game was developed by another studio. Um, because it was on hiatus for eight years after the third game came out. Um, uh, not necessarily a hiatus, but they ended that storyline. Oh, so it's kind of like with at the end of Uncharted Three, they're like, "Oh, we're done," and then Uncharted Four comes out. It's like, nope. We're not done. They're like, we're really done. Because they wrapped it up with him being old. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoilers. <laughs> Wait, that's not that's not a spoiler that, that he's old. <laughs> <laughs> Someone might say this. Someone's going to judge and criticize me. <laughs> so, so Sucker Punch finished the series. That's why I'm really curious what this fourth, like, what this fourth one is. I'll play it at, at some point. I don't want you to. What if you're disappointed by it? Ugh. Just saying, I got a lot. Know. I got a lot to think about. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I have a lot to think about. <laughs> I mean, there's me always alone. that one. Leave me alone with my lit candle and my diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sucker Punch is great, but Sucker Punch isn't Naughty Dog because Naughty Dog comes out with a lot of really solid games, or all their games are pretty solid. So, but yeah, so I guess this last one, Thieves in Time, is about time travel. But yeah. we'll see once you play it. Yes, and then I'll give an update. When I finish the third one, I think sometime during Thanksgiving, I'm going to stream the final boss of I'm I'm going to try to finish majority of Sly Cooper. And then sometime on Thanksgiving weekend, I'll stream the final boss. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. So is your PS4 OK? <laughs> it's not out of commission, is it? You oh, no, no. It's it to someone, but no, no, it's not out of commission. It's just with someone right now. Uh, I mean, like, is it, I didn't know if it was being fixed or something. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not being fixed. It's someone just has it right now. Oh, they're just borrowing and playing games? Yeah, now. they're just borrowing. Oh, okay. It. Oh, that's nice of you. That's very nice <laughs> yeah, of you to do that. I know. I'm not, and you're usually not this nice, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this free time you have. <laughs> Look at all this free time I have. <laughs> so much room for activities. <laughs> Basically. Gotcha, but, gotcha. But yeah. That's where I'm at. Cool. Okay. Nice. So we're both playing two different games on two different yes. systems. Exactly. They're both Sony. They're both PlayStation, but eh. <laughs> I know. Um, and then the last game that I'm continuing to play is The Fractured But Whole. And I guess right. what I, now that I've played more of this game, I have legit commentary. My first commentary is, I kind of said it briefly before, but... It's enough now for me to make the comment that this 
game, I don't think, is as funny as the Stick of Truth in terms of the quests. And a lot of the quests, to me, a lot of them are funny, don't get me wrong, but some of them, I don't know if it attributes to the fact that since this game is a lot more, they they take, this game's a lot more political. And I don't know if it's because it's not actually funny or if it's because that's not what I necessarily want in a South Park game, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, obviously there's political episodes of South Park and, you know, that's totally fine. And mm-hmm. because that's just condensed in 20 minutes of watching. But then when I play it in a video game setting, it's just because I like to escape a lot of things that annoy me through video games and just the fact that we're addressing a lot of this um it's yeah. not it's not completely bothering but i just would have preferred that this that we take a more like i would have loved more kanye west jokes than yeah 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 than yeah. talking about the political space of the united states is is where i'm going getting with this gotcha so wait on a on a side tangent um there have only been a handful of games that personally for me that have made me feel encaptured for a video game and like you just said before for me video games are a way to escape reality and to just like immerse myself and but also like relax myself yeah. in a way um so i remember fondly back in 2012 when um <sighs> Uh, Bioshock Infinite came out. My friend told me like, "Oh my God, you have to play this game. You have to play it." And I was like, "Oh man, should I really?" At the time, I had a really shitty Mac laptop, but it had Boot Camp on it, so I had Windows. Ah. The only reason I had Boot Camp was to play PC games. That's the yeah. only reason. So he's like, "You have to play this game. You have to play this game." So I bought it on Steam, and I I fired it up, and I could not put the game down. I beat the game in twelve hours. Dang! In one sitting, in one day. I've from, heard it's the best Bioshock. Is that yeah. true? Okay. Yeah, it is. Well, personally, I think it's the best because it. Okay. It, like the Mafia games, it it captures everything about the first two Bioshock games and puts them into this game. Yeah. Infinite. Um. Yeah, I spent from eight a.m. to eight p.m. playing that game, and this is during summer vacation because I was still in college, so it was okay. Actually, <laughs> it's okay that I did that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was I play that game like f- like from from front till back until I beat the entire thing and oh god, I love that game so much. Um another game that captured me was actually recently Yakuza 0 actually yeah. pulled me in and I could not put that game down. There were days when I would just all I would think about after work was just going home and playing Yakuza 0. I know. I Yakuza Kiwami had a very similar feeling, but it didn't capture me as much as 0 did. Yeah. For me, Zero came at the right time. It was like the right place at the right time. Everything in my life was okay. So I just needed more happiness to build off of. And Yakuza Zero was there to fill that happiness meter with. And oh my god, I love that game so much. (laughs) I love Zero so much. And right now, actually, I'm feeling pretty encaptured by Mafia 3. And I guess it's a lot of open world games really make me feel immersed. And that's why I like playing a lot of open world games. It's because they make me feel like I'm actually in the game. Despite for a lot of people, first-person games really immerse them because you don't see the, the the character. But for me, both 
both third person and first person shooters really make me feel immersed because I feel like I'm I'm in a movie when I'm playing a third person game. I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. And in a first person game, yeah. I feel like I am that character even more so. So I think it's really cool how immersion plays a really big part of video games. Yeah, totally. Uh, as opposed to Just Cause 3, where when I played the game, it was a chore because you I knew I had to must, beat the whole entire you mean game. Must Laws Tree. Yeah, yeah. Must Claws Tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game just felt like a chore as opposed to. Oh, by the way, random, random tidbit. At the beginning of your playthrough of Just Cause 3, Hangar 13 puts a note saying that they wanted to accurately represent the time and the, and the, uh, the era and the location of Mafia 3. So, of course, there's a lot of racial tension and a lot mm-hmm. of hateful... A lot of hate imagery in the game. And they they make a note of that in the very beginning of the game to make sure that you know what you're getting into before you play the game because... Boy, I feel like I'm watching. A, I feel like I'm watching Django Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just telling you, like, if you're gonna play Mafia Three, be prepared to go into the game with an open mind. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Immersion. It adds to the immersion, though. It really adds to the immersion. <laughs> so maybe PewDiePie played Mafia Three before he did that word on that live stream. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so sorry to go on a tangent, but immersion. Oh no, I, I, I like when you said immersion. I was like, oh my god, immersion in a video game is like one of the best things and one of the best things a developer could do for you. Yeah, you see, I think that's to me, that's what the stick of truth is. The stick of truth is immersion. It takes a lot of South Park's best jokes, but a lot of those jokes were not in context of a political climate. You had a lot of the fun stuff with the stick of truth and just like random butts in hell. This one is still fun. It's just now it feels like I'm not escaping. I have to have an opinion and I have to address something, which I mean, like as a South Park fan, this is the type of stuff that Trey Parker and Matt Stone want you to think about. It's kind of like Rick and Morty. That show can appeal to a lot of people who just like, don't care about being very introspective but it can also appeal to people who are introspective so that's also so that's also south park because the fractured butthole has a lot of fart jokes because you have a fractured butthole and you have to poop all the time and there's this section where basically have to poop in like you poop in people's bathrooms or restaurant bathrooms and stuff but then it's like such a crazy oh process. It's really hard actually to poop in that game. I the controls are crazy and they make it difficult on purpose. Yeah, I know. And wow. you have like a lot of aspects like that and the gang making fun of each other and that's what if you're not looking for something serious, that's what you look for, but then there's also social commentary so that you can reflect on that as well. That's crazy. Yeah. That is the insane. The poop is real. Like I I'm I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the poop is real. Is real. <laughs> and I saw this post on Kotaku. Depending on whether you find the latest game funny, is it because South Park has changed or is it because my type of humor has changed? Um oh, I was mm-hmm. I was reading that it was a really good article by Kotaku and it follows up with this podcast that discusses that exact same thing. Um whether my me thinking some of the stuff isn't funny has to do with 
the jokes of South Park no longer being funny or just my type of humor changing? And to answer that question, I think a lot of South Park has stayed the same. It's just that the creators, they create episodes in less than five days and a lot of them has to do with what's in the news. It just so happens that in the U.S. for the past two, three years, a lot of news has been political, and this is just what you. This mm-hmm. is just what we get. But I also, but I also know that a lot of stuff hasn't changed too with their type of humor because, for example, the Book of Mormon, which is a musical, came out, and I really like that musical, and I think it's fuck it yeah. like it's fucking hilarious. So, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is. If I'm trying to escape politics, I don't necessarily want to play it. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. Yes, it does. So that's my that's my rant about that. Overall, you're enjoying the game. Yeah, I think overall, I do enjoy the game because there's a lot of really there are a lot of good jokes and a lot of great quests. And Kanye West is in it too. I we need more Kanye West is what I'm saying. We 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 need more rant like there needs to be more random. Do you jokes. mean like actual Kanye West or like their version? Like yeah, gay fish wait, Kanye West. Wait. Oh okay okay not like the actual. Oh sorry, like, sorry sorry not voice sorry. acted by Kanye West. Um con- no not voice acted Kanye West but Kanye West gay fish voice of the generation Kanye West. Right okay 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 that makes more sense. Yes, um. The one another thing that I have to say about the fractured but whole really mm. quickly is that I talked about it previously how its battle system is a turn-based grid system so similar to Fire Emblem. Okay. I understand that a lot of people don't like it. It's actually one of the biggest complaints that people have out of this game. It's because when you have a turn-based grid system, it kind of slows momentum down. It's much more methodical and it's tactical. And a lot of people who play a South Park game, they don't really want that. They just want a turn-based hacking system like the Stick of Truth where you just choose an enemy, you choose the action and then you just attack. And it's like I feel like it's playing chess. You it you just have to think about it a lot more, which does take time. So and I understand that people don't want to spend a lot of time battling. But I do think, but I also think that when you do get used to it, it's a really fun way to play. And I think that it was a way that the developers elevated the game so that it's not just some straightforward battle system, but it it allows the player to think a lot more about what you're doing. Like, have you played, like, do you play, do you play a lot of games that have turn-based grids? Because I guess you see another caveat for me is I'm just used to it. Because I've played a lot of games like that. Yeah, no, I got you. Like Valkyria, like like Valkyria Chronicles and Fire Emblem. So I don't play a lot of turn-based strategy action games like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is which is okay, but I do I do know the dynamics and the, and the mechanics that you're talking about, though. This is more creative than just hack and slash. Right, right, and not all games need to be Dynasty Warriors, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I got you. But yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying yes. it. I might I still need to play Stick of Truth, and then I'll pick up Fractured Butthole. Yeah, definitely. If you want to start off with a South Park game and you've never played any of them, start off for sure with the Stick of Truth. Cool. And yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Thanks for the update. So we're it's kind of we're we're playing two different kinds of games, three different kinds of games. I know. Which is good. We need that variety. Uh, yeah. So Black Friday's coming up. 
real I guess to gloss over it real quick, I wanna buy two controllers, two PS4 controllers. I wanna buy Sonic Mania, mm. I wanna buy Rise of the Tomb Raider, maybe Horizon Zero Zero Dawn if it's on sale. And uh Far Cry five Oh. Yeah, I, I want to buy a bunch of single-player PS4 games because the only thing I play on PS4 are single-player games. Which, by the way, it's kind of funny how ever since Visceral Studios closed and EA Games made that statement, like Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo have all made subtle, passive-aggressive comments about single-player games. Yeah. <laughs> Just to... Just to make a point, like it, this turned into such a big deal. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost as big as like when Konami shut down their game, like making quote unquote shut down making games. I'm probably only gonna get one game, and I will get Neo Ooh. for Black Friday if there is a deal. And then if there's near Automata, I might as well stock up on that too. Yeah, I'm um, looking at the games on Amazon. They're still in the, like the 40s and 50s, so I'm still gonna wait for those to go down. Getting a new controller is not that bad of an idea, actually. Well, my idea is like I'm trying to get Fat Princess and Power Rangers because I want four player games. Oh yes. I want I want four player <laughs> co op games. So in order to get four yeah. player co op games, I need four controllers, and I need two more controllers. That's fair. Yeah. I wonder, um, I, d- I don't think this price is going to go down, but I wonder if I should stock up on, no, I talked myself out of it. I was thinking of getting uh, NBA 2K18, but I'm pretty satisfied with 17, and I know people who still play 17, so it's not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, uh, I feel like the 2K games are a little bit tricky, because <clears throat> you can, they're like, available and they're not available or not available i mean like people play them still or the people don't play them still it's like call of duty games the secret i think with 2k games is you should get a new 2k game every two years <laughs> yeah because you're almost not really having a distinct improvement upon the next iteration but if you wait two years you'll get that gotcha that makes sense uh nope i think that rounds up Black Friday for me. Same. I'm going to try to pick up Final Fantasy 15 as well, if it's on sale for a good price. For sure. Yeah. And then next Tuesday, Battlefront 2 comes out. I mean, that's not going to be on sale, but I'm just saying that that's coming out. Right. Wolfenstein's probably not going to be Oh my god, I want that game so badly. I want Wolfenstein. Yeah. I want it on PC. I want it on PC, please. I have talk to more people about that game and a lot of people really enjoy playing it It, like a lot of people think this is one of the best games of 2017 oh my god i can't wait oh i know okay i'm looking forward to it i'll gush over it once i play it (laughs) so many games (laughs) so little time so many games Uh, okay so we're kind of nearing the end of the podcast shall i move on to questions yeah, so we'll move on to questions, and uh, just for our listeners, if you want to make a comment or make a question, you can email us at uh, triangle dot. I'm I. Oh my god, what's the email? It's your, there you go. I, it's <laughs> your email. It's your email. I know. I was like, I was like, no, cause cause um, I use dashes, but then my email does periods, right. so right, I was right. like. I was like, oh, fuck, what is it? <laughs> Triangle.c.podcast 
blog at gmail.com if you want to shoot an email you can go straight to the website triangle-c.blog if you want to um shoot an e- uh, shoot an email there as well as just hit up any of our platforms youtube and soundcloud or podbean for downtime podcast and just make a comment or a dm and we'll answer it yeah so today we have three questions and one comment. So the first one is a comment. It says, "Awesome Usuke Anonymous says, awesome Usuke podcast seems like a great guy." Yes. Yes, he was a very great guy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Thanks for the comment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, really cool person to interview. Sometimes you all you gotta say it is in a sentence. Yeah. So. No, that's great. That's really positive. You know, it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, by the way, Eden Kai, aka Yusuke, has been commenting on all of, all of the platforms for our podcast. Even on Twitter, he 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 gave it. He, really? He, he liked he liked to tweet. Oh, nice. That was like a filter through my Instagram. Well, I, I was having a brief Twitter conversation with this person who was telling me that they're based in the Bay Area and that they just listened to the podcast. And I was like, thank you so much. Yusuke is a really great guy to listen to. And then Yusuke liked my tweet. I was like, okay, thanks, dude. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh, Yusuke, wholesome Yusuke. You're so cool, dude. Oh, man. I hope, I, I hope we can meet him in real, in real life, Elisa. That'd be so cool. That would be really fun. Yeah. Uh yeah, so the second one, yeah. That's awesome, by the way, that they're from the the Bay. Area. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh hey, shout out. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, so second question we have is a kind of hybrid comment slash question, and they're they're from anonymous as well. They say hi from Indonesia. Thank you, a fun podcast. Episodes twenty three, twenty four, seventeen, thirteen, eight, and seven are my favorite episodes. Damn, I don't remember what we talked about in any of those episodes. Okay, hold on, hold on. Can you, can you, li- I bet you I can, I can tell you the topics. Can you list them? Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> because, okay. 23 and 24. Okay, 24 is the Kiwami spoiler cast. I know that gotcha, for sure. Gotcha. And 23 is a, is the episode we talk about um, Cuphead, Microtransactions, Rick and Morty, and Disneyland. And- oh, is that the one with uh, Jairus and Jordan? Yes, uh, it's that one. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a great episode. Wow, wow! Thanks for listening to that one because that one's awesome. Seventeen, <laughs> um, thirteen. Oh God, uh, seven. I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> most of these. It's been twenty eight episodes, and I don't remember most of the podcasts. I know this is bad, man. This is really bad. No, no, no. It, no, it's like bad but funny and awesome that we've gone this far. Gotta go. I, I gotta <laughs> go to the website. I gotta. I gotta know. <laughs> I don't remember what 17 is anymore, but I know what um 13 is either an episode where we talked about the Steam sale, the yearly team s- Steam sale, or it's the episode where we had a Persona 5 spoiler cast. I don't remember which one it is. Okay. It's one of those. I, I don't remember what 17 here, was anymore. Let me confirm this. Let me confirm all these. <laughs> okay, so 17, episode 17 is Late Night Podcast. I don't oh, remember. I know that one. It so I think I combined two recordings into one, yes. and it and for these two particular episodes, for these two particular ones, we recorded it late at night, like straight up at eleven o'clock or something each time. Oh, it was like the only time we recorded that late, and it was the summertime too. Yeah, the late night two in one podcast. Yeah. Okay, and you said the other one was thirteen. That's the yeah Persona Five spoiler cast. Oh, okay, okay. Right. You're right about that. 
and then they said eight and seven. I don't remember what seven is, but eight for sure I know is a spoiler cast for Yakuza Zero. I for some reason I have the spoiler casts memorized. <laughs> uh, seven is tax season podcast. Tax season podcast. God, I don't even remember what we talked about it's anywhere. Okay. No worries. But it was probably during tax season. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but. Thank you. And then they also have a question, which is, what game will be the next spoiler cast? Oh, I... Oh, my God. Wow. I should have realized this. This person listed all the spoiler casts. Yeah. <laughs> that we've done. The next spoiler cast... Oh, Jesus. Um, Is probably going to be near Automata, but that won't be for a very, very long time. Like... 2018 yeah we actually talked about this in the previous podcast we're probably going to play the game at the same time yeah and we're going to talk about it that's it <laughs> yep um and then yeah. obviously yakuza 6 song of life yeah. we're gonna t- we're gonna play that together in uh for Mar- march 2018 because that's when the game comes yeah. out and we're gonna talk about that once it comes out as well Exactly. Um, but, but, but before that, I don't think we have any solid plans or spoiler casts, right? No, not at this moment. We're but we're for towards the end of 2017, we're both playing kind of different games. Yeah, and you know, there's always that point where we're both playing stuff that we want to play and stuff that just happens to fall into our sights. Like this past weekend or these past two weeks, I wasn't actually thinking about playing Mafia 3 until I went stumbled into that video game shop and I saw it. I was actually trying to take a break from video games for a little bit, but then yeah, when I saw that. And then life ha- yeah, life happens, you know. The- yeah, life happens. So. But then I, then I saw the game. I was like, well, I've always wanted this game and I have to pick it up now. So it was like only 20 bucks. So I was like, <laughs> I have to pick yeah. it up. So yeah, I'm I can't now I can't put it down and ugh, that's a whole other that's a whole other problem. <laughs> but uh anyways, yeah. So I hope you answer your question. Uh, no definite spoiler cast plans in the near future, but please look for more in 2018. Yeah, most likely, most likely 2018 though. Yeah. Nothing will, nothing for towards um the end of 2017. Um, on a side note, 2018 February will be our one year anniversary of doing this, Elisa. So that's kind of cool. Oh my god! <laughs> what? What the hell? Uh, let's not go into that right now. Um, so anonymous, <laughs> anon- anonymous. You said you're from Indonesia. Uh, shout out to Rich Chiga. If you know who Rich Chiga is, Rich Chiga's yes. Yeah. Oh my god, Jeremy, you know Rich Chiga too. <laughs> of course. Yo, Rich Chiga's my jam. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he did a concert in the Bay Area recently, and I was I'm so sad I didn't get to go. But so. Uh, a really funny fact. Um, so two people that I I saw this on my Facebook feed and it's really awesome. So two people that I used to go to college with, they work for Postmates, our favorite. Oh, food I know deliveries. what you're talking about. I already know where this story is our going. Fav- <laughs> our favorite goddamn delivery food <laughs> spot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, previous college classmates, they work for um, their marketing team. And so what they did was they teamed up with Rich Chiga and your favorite actually Post Malone. Yo, Post. Like ordered a mari- like Post Malone ordered a mariachi band for Rich Chiga. Yeah, on his birthday. That video was lit. I know. That's cool video. And yeah, and then I was like, they're friends? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, it's so random. <laughs> like, what the heck? But then did you see that again. Uh, Rich Chiga ordered like a gospel choir for Post Malone? <laughs> oh, that's 
That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god, when did that happen? It was like well, whenever his birthday was. I forget. I don't know when Post Malone's birthday was, but it happened recently, oh, okay. like in the last couple of months. And so yeah, Rich Chick is like, "Hey, I got you. I got you something through Postmates." And it's like a gospel choir, and they're singing one of his songs. <laughs> No, it was like, oh, no, Post man. Malone got it for Rich Chica. That's what I'm saying. I didn't, well, I got that mixed up. Post Malone got it for Rich Chica for his birthday. Oh, that's awesome. Because Rich Chica got the mariachi band for Post Malone's birthday. That is so awesome. I was like, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it was like, it came full circle. And I was it, very it happy came, to see. And now they're best friends forever. They have to be. I mean, damn. Yeah. By the <laughs> so, way. Yeah. Um, Did you know Post Malone's only 22? Yes, I can't believe that because he looks like an older man. I he, swear. He looked. He looks thirty. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, yeah. And then when I found out that I was older than him, I was like, "How the hell did that happen?" Yeah, like what the heck? And what am I doing it, with my life? And what am I doing with my life? Clearly, <laughs> I don't know. A if podcast. Making a podcast. <laughs> I don't know if it's the grills or his <laughs> braids. I don't know what it is, but he just you know does not look twenty two at all. No, he doesn't. It's crazy. When he made White Iverson, I think he was only like 20 or 21. So, when White Iverson came out, I thought the name of the song was Flossin' before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told for me like that. A, for a good year and a half until <laughs> I saw on YouTube White Iverson. And I was like, oh, what song is White Iverson? And then I click on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's this song? Yeah. It's not I, called Flossin'? Yeah. And I didn't think Post Malone looked like that until I saw the music video. I was like, There's wait. Just a, you know, Post Malone has a lot of surprises. <laughs> yeah. He's, he seems like a really great guy, though. Like, I would hang out with him. Yeah. A lot of his, um, like, vines and his vlogs are hilarious. Yeah. It's great. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So we have... Uh, we have two more questions left. Uh, we're we're going to start with the long one. So this is from KP Gamer Light. And it's so detailed. You yeah, can read so, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to answer this as best as we can. And we do have another question. Slash, we, have, we, do have, have a, we do have another comment and a question after this one. But first, let's start with the long one. So their comment is Jeremy and Elisa. Been listening to your podcast since I saw your Yakuza Zero spoiler cast for the first time. And it's been great content. I wanted to I wanted to make a general comment about you two, as I know you guys don't have a Switch yet. Both of you are pretty diverse in video gaming, although one steers towards PlayStation and the other general PC gaming. I know you two have been debating the Switch for some time, and I've been Nintendo a Nintendo fan for a long time, and I bought the Switch on launch. The portable is great. There are a few games on it, and many multiplayer and family games to be added are being added. Where am I going with this? As a Switch fan, do not buy the Switch yet. Super Mario Odyssey came out and it might be tempting, but I guarantee you that there's a lot of obvious possibilities to come with the Switch that you should wait a year or two to purchase. Number one, not a lot of memory data or management. Number two, wait for it to become a full, not full, what am I saying? Wait for it to become a virtual console. Number three, functionality specs look can be improved on. For the reasons you two like playing games, the Nintendo Switch is an amazing portable console but please be patient to use it wow yeah i know holy crap uh, so i actually i agree with this i agree with you kb kb gamer light and thank you for your first of all thank you for submitting your comment and thank you for listening to our podcast since the yakuza zero spoiler cast and i hope that you are playing yakuza zero at some point <laughs> or already finished it yeah or already finished it and went on to kiwami and also finished that as well um i actually touched on the switch topic in the previous podcast where i said i don't agree with 
the Switch right now. It doesn't. It, it, there's like several games that I want to come out for it. Some have already come out. So uh, Zelda, obviously, Mario Kart, and Mario Odyssey are the three games of yeah. the five that I still want to come out. The other two are Super Smash Brothers and uh, Animal Crossing. And I, I mentioned this before, and I won't go do too detailed into it again. And then Elisa, I'll, I'll get your thoughts after. I. I agree with all the points that you're saying, KB Gamer Light. I think that there's going to be a second iteration of the Switch probably in the next year or two, and I'm really I'm okay with waiting for it. Right now, it's not a console that's entirely on my radar. Um, I do have a oh, we have a friend that has one, Gyrus, and he brings it over occasionally, but it doesn't grip me as I wish it did more. Like I played Zelda, and I played a good three hours of Zelda like nonstop, but. I feel like I need to just play it by myself. I don't, I don't mind other people sitting there watching me play Zelda, but yeah. I want to experience Zelda on my own time. And I want to experience Zelda like without anyone bothering me or just like without any worries, stress, or outside interference. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And so just to sum it up, I, I'm going to wait for the Switch, as you have instructed as well. I uh, There's some really, really good software out for it right now, but... I just think that Nintendo can make a better console, a Switch 2, you know, a Switch, a Switch Lite, the Switch XL or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm to your point, I'm going to wait for them to come out with a second iteration of the Switch. So if they do come out with a, when they come out with a second iteration of the Switch, when do you expect that would happen? Because I feel like if you think about the Wii versus the Wii U it took some time between the two to come out well think the way I think of it is I don't think the next iteration of the Switch will be essentially like a Wii and Wii U thing I think it'll be more of a 3DS and 3DS XL kind of thing oh I see yeah that makes sense because it's weird because Nintendo has a weird way of well up until this point they had a weird way of releasing iterations of consoles yeah but under either home console or mobile console and the 3ds and the the ds were like mobile consoles and the wii and the wii u are home consoles but the switch is an interesting case because it's both a home and mobile console so they officially i think i read something where they officially stopped production of certain 3ds models or a certain 3ds models so they're really pushing towards the switch production right now so every like i think right now for nintendo the switch is their one and all console because it's both you can play it at home and you can play it on the go, which is really cool. So to your point, Elisa, I I think they're going to come out with a different iteration of the Switch. It's just it's going to be more of the 3ds 3ds XL line. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like they're going to have a, maybe a bigger screen, maybe a better dock, maybe a better um a better chat system, like a built-in microphone or a built-in you know chat software, like voice chat. I mean, like something like Discord. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Alisa, what are your what are your thoughts on KP Gamer Light's comment? So I had to look up some stuff after I read that comment for the first time because I didn't realize, for example, that there wasn't a lot of internal storage and it had a weird memory system. I didn't know there initially it only had 32 gigabytes, which for me just it seems so small because i'm used to something having 500 gigabytes or more with a console obviously you have a portable so that's a different system but even then i feel like you like you could have gotten to like 128 gigabytes of 
or some or something higher. Yeah, even I, with that small of a processor. Yeah, no, I think that the does the Switch have like external memory capability, like a like an Android I, phone. So I didn't look much into it, but I would say yes. Like you can add a your own micro SD card, is what you mean, right? Yeah, is that can you do that? I'm pretty sure you can. Let hmm. me look it up right now. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. Okay, so you can add your own card. Oh yeah, how big is what's the maximum size? It says here that you can add 128 gigabytes in actually. So which is exactly on top of the 32 internal. It's to add and expand your storage, so it should add on top of it. But I wonder how big Switch games are. Like Yeah. Because for me, I'm thinking about either when I do buy Switch, I'm thinking about making all of my games download only, internal only. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, because like I don't know if the Switch has to download a, has to like download update files to a game, or if it has to you know install the game like the PS4 does on a console. Yeah, I'm not sure about the process at all. But on top of that, if we go with a virtual console eventually with the Switch, it would need to have more memory for that. Yeah. Um. So again, looking forward to a second iteration of the Switch where maybe 256 gigs of external memory can be introduced, as well as maybe an 128 gigabyte internal memory space for the system. Well, I don't know what the future will hold for technology as far as the second iteration of the Switch, but again, I think we both agree, Elisa, that right now is not a good time to buy the Switch. Yeah, I definitely am not going to buy it for the next two years for sure. But I agree, uh, 2019 will probably be the time that I buy a Switch or consider buying the Switch. And at that point, there's probably going to be a new XL or Lite version of it, which I will grab. Yep. Maybe there'll be Pokemon and and Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, Super Smash Brothers. A new iteration of Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon. I would hop on that for sure. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need my Animal Crossing. Like yeah. I I have every version of it except for City Folk, the one for the Wii. Mm-hmm. The, and I love me some Animal Crossing. Yeah, and I feel like the appeal to Animal Crossing is when it's on a portable. So Oh yeah, no. I think they realize it, that. Make it please. Yes, please make, make it, it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. Make it happen. But yeah. That if there was a lot of insight in that that I didn't even realize before, just because I just didn't do that much research on the Switch previously. So yeah, um, same here. It definitely solidifies that I should wait. Animal Crossing Two, make it. Yo, for real though, I don't make care it what it's called. I just yeah. want to see. I just want to play that game because it's like that game for me is my number one relax game. Like yeah. I could just sit there. Like I could do anything I want in that game. It is like it, it doesn't stress me out. You know, it's really fun. I know. The music's great. The music is is catchy, and that just makes me happy. Exactly, and then you can just even dedicate thirty minutes a day to it, and you'll be perfectly fine. Oh yeah. Um, small Animal Crossing story I want to share. So in, yeah, go for it. In twenty fourteen, I went to Japan, and I brought my three DS, and I had Animal Crossing at the time. Yeah. So I. Walked around and I was street passing with people. And street passing for the 3DS is when you um, pick up other people's Mii's in your in your 3DS, and you can like look at their information that they that, that they keep open. It's like it's not like like detailed information. It's like oh hi, my name is so and so, and I'm from here. It's kind of cool. 
So wow. I did that. And then in Animal Crossing, the game, you can go in and view like those people's like those, their houses. Yeah. Like the houses that they they, that they built in, in the game. And so That's when really I, fun. yeah, it was cool. So when I went around every person's house that I visited, that was from Japan had a very neatly laid out room. Like every room was a really nicely <laughs> themed room. There was a Nintendo theme. There was like a princess theme. I was like, holy shit. And I look at my house and it looks like a piece of garbage. It looks like my room now. Like there's like random stuff everywhere. Oh, no. like, I look like a crazy person. It was, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So, I didn't feel let down by myself. I felt sad that I didn't wasn't at that level. <laughs> but But you yeah. can be. I can be. I just I didn't I don't have enough level. time to play that game. That's the thing. <laughs> I use it as a relaxant, not as like an actual yeah. like hardcore game. Fixing my room in games like that and The Sims relaxes me too. I don't know. There's something about building your own room like in Man- Minecraft 2 and Stark, um, Starbound that I find relaxing. Yeah, no, I I agree. I we we should you should get um, Stardew Valley when it goes on sale on Steam because they're adding co-op. Oh my god, too. I've heard a lot of fun things about that game. Yeah, I started playing it. It's like Harvest Moon meets Animal Crossing meets uh, Rune Factory. Rune, I haven't played Rune Factory. Rune Factory is like Harvest Moon, but there's like action. Okay. Uh, awesome. But yeah, pick pick it up in, when it goes on sale because we could play co-op and in the future they're going to implement co-op so we could like... Oh, hell yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. Sounds good. And it's very open-ended. Like when you start the game, they don't tell you what to do. You just have to go and figure it out yourself. I love games like that. Yeah. So we could do that. I haven't touched it in a while because life, so... Of course. <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah. yeah. So I just read this thing about memory on the on the Switch and I'm just going to read this out to you. Sure. LA Noir on Nintendo Switch requires micro SD card for digital copies, 14 gigabytes day one patch for cartridges. God damn. I know. According to publisher Rockstar Games, the eShop digital download version requires 29 gigabytes of available memory, while oh the Switch my God. I, while the Switch comes with 32 gigabytes of internal hard drive space. 6.2 gigabytes is reserved for the system itself. Okay, well, see, then you don't obviously like all oh, uh, internal... Uh, uh, Rockstar notes a micro SD card with a read speed of at least 60 megabytes per second is necessary to download the game. Again, when you buy any phone and it comes with 16 gigabytes of internal space, you're actually only getting like 12. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I was about to say, now this opens up a new um, a new can of worms, which will be solved eventually, because now that more publishers are going to the Switch aside from just Nintendo, they have to consider that as well, because um, Rockstar games in general take up a lot of space. Yeah, I a agree. A lot. But they're, they're quality games, and I play yeah. L.A. Noir, and L.A. Noir is a fantastic game. I mean, I just yeah. I'm just curious why they're porting it to the Switch. It seems like a weird game to port to the Switch. I don't you know, know why. What? I I asked myself that same question when I saw every that. day. I asked <laughs> my I asked myself that question at least once every seventy two hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, it's coming out on PlayStation Four too. Interesting. So, oh, it's coming out this month. 
<laughs> so this game came out six years ago. Yes, which it is did. insane. Yeah. Wow. And they keep updating it. This is this Rockstar's version of Skyrim. I don't know why they keep updating it. So the interesting thing about this game is the original uh, developer for the game is from Australia, and they closed down actually. Yeah, I Team Bondi. Yeah. So the fact that they're just continuing to release this game, I'm like, work on Red Dead Redemption Two. Right. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I um I like Eleanor too. I just was frustrated with the ending. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I was like, really. This is stupid. This is how it's yeah. going to end. <laughs> so. I, I mean, it was more of the, about the journey than the destination. It's not about the ending. It's about the journey. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point of the game. That's the message of the game. <sighs> and so at the time, I was taking film classes at uh, at school. And uh, the I was taking one of my film classes was on uh, noir films. So and I was playing the game at the time. So it kind of went hand in hand. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. So I was just really happy to play a game that was um, in par- on par with uh, actually the stuff I was studying. Yeah, uh, I hear that a lot of the stuff, because they tried, they tried to make it as accurate as possible to um, that time period in Los Angeles. It was cool. It was cool seeing LA recreated in, that, in the 1940s. Yeah. I was like, what, like, what year is this game again? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited eventually to buy the Switch so I can play L.A. Noir. So there's that. <laughs> and Skyrim again. <laughs> <laughs> and Skyrim again. So good times. I'm really excited. So excited. Yes. <laughs> no, um, but but like for real though, I'm I, I'm excited to eventually buy the Switch whenever that happens. Yeah. Uh, gonna wait for that to come out too. Right. So. Uh, Moving on to our last comment and question of the night. It's from Erlen Santos. Thank you, Erlen, for submitting a comment slash question. Or was it just a comment? Oh, I have to read it. Okay. Hi, DP. I, <laughs> I discovered your podcast for the first time after I saw Yusuke's post about the Terrace House podcast. Thank you. I admire the fact that you two contacted him to carry out a thoughtful, informative, fun interview for Terrace House fans who are English speakers. I really hope this type of content increases going into the upcoming season. Learning more about Yusuke, his music inspiration, and the fun facts about Hawaii showed a different person from the character shown on t- television, and I wanted to thank you for that. Please keep up the good work and have more interview podcasts with Terrace House members, colon, close parentheses. This is a smiley face. I was being stupid. That's yeah, Oh my gosh, I was like, at first I was like, oh, that was probably a typo, and then when you no. said smiley face, I was like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being, I'm being cheeky, I'm being cheeky. <laughs> Yes, that's um, awesome. Yeah, thank you for your comment, Erlen. Um, I right, I had a conversation with Elisa today about maybe potentially getting some more Terrace House members on a podcast, but yeah. we won't go into details about that right now since they're just ideas and we're going to work on them Yeah. soon. Soon, we're, so soon. May, yes. Stay tuned, stay tuned. Yes. Definitely, hopefully before the new season starts. Definitely. We're going to work on them and we're going to see where that takes us. And... Um, we're excited to eventually show you what happens. Yeah, so stay tuned. If you're a Terrace House fan listening to this podcast, we didn't forget about you. We, too, saw the reveal of Terrace House opening new doors, and we will 
we had a blast interviewing Yusuke, and hopefully that will give us leverage to speak to more members. Which, by the way, I'm super happy that they're back in Japan. Yeah, Karuizawa. It's I know. next to Nagano, which is a foresty area, which is going to be so cool. Yeah, and what I also appreciate is this is in the forest country area, which means that you can't just have people who are trying to advance their careers on this season, if that makes sense. Like, you actually want have to want to live in Terrace House and get to know the people. Yeah, um, I was reading a post on our Terrace House, the Terrace House subreddit. Shout out to them, by the way, for, like, finding our podcast and blasting it everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we the, There was some speculation on what the new members' occupations would be for opening new doors. And someone said, like, an artist, maybe, like, a painter. And then there was, like, a photographer. There was, like, a skier and like a hiker yeah like just people who are probably who would survive in that area not survive who would like be accustomed to that area who would enjoy that area as opposed to the tokyo slash aloha state models where everyone's a model you know model actor or business owner literally everyone turned into a model yeah it was like basically yeah no for real it was most it was like self-promotion in a way and yeah when you got to the, when you got to it, it was more when <clears throat> when you really thought about it, it was like why why are you on the show? Like obviously to promote yourself, but I get it, you know. After the first episode, I'm like, I get it, I get what you're trying to do. Yeah, especially with Arisa, for example. Oh, in the Tokyo series with the, um, like after the storyline with Armand went out the fucking window, it was all just about the hats, and I was, yep. Someone got led on, and. Now it's just hats. So it's <laughs> just cool. hats. It's just Man, hats. she should run her own TF2 business. She'll make a killing with all those hats. I know. But <laughs> I will say, I also read a post on the Terra's House sub. God, yeah. apparently the hat business is crazy in Japan because she sells her hats for equivalent of three hundred dollars uh, three hundred US dollars. What? Wait, really? Three hundred for one hat? Yeah. Apparently Oh my goodness. Apparently the hat business is pretty good. I wouldn't pay three hundred though. Like damn, three hundred damn. Oh, I wouldn't either. That's a lot of money. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you doing with your life? Why are yeah. you doing that? I'm like, why? Why is this so expensive? <laughs> yeah, for real. Why? Well, I, I don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. That's it. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we answered your question. Yeah. Uh, question, comment. Hopefully we, I guess it was a question. Question, yeah. comment. So not only are we working on Terrace House stuff, we're just working on a lot of stuff. We're just working hard and we hope that sometime in the future that the results will pan out and we'll be able to show you all of our hard work. Yep. And we'll be keeping a close eye on the newest members of Terrace House opening new doors and hopefully we can get them on the podcast as well if if, if they, they want. speak English. Oh, yeah. you know what? That's probably going to be the next spoiler cast to be honest, but it it's going to be an a non-video game spoiler cast, but Oh yeah. So we might have it intermittently throughout an episode, but yeah. pay, if you want to listen to it, go ahead. If yep. you don't, whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, we've been going for a while now, Lisa. Let's close it out. Thank you, everyone. We will see you next week. Yep. Good night, everyone. See you next time. Good night.